Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about one of the seven deadly sins. That sin is pride. Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back, Sir Fuller. What's going on, Mark? Sir Fuller. We're going to start doing Sir Fuller now. Sir Knights Fuller. Pretty much. Pretty much. Do you feel Do you feel like a sir or yeah. do you feel like a madam? I mean, if those are my only two choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So what's been good in the Fuller household, bro? How the three babies doing? How's the wife doing? Doing doing fairly well, man. I feel about, like we haven't done a check-in in a while. How about you, Beth, and the seven kids? I'm tired, bro. Seven kids. Seven kids. I'm tired, Seven. man. And three of them are all like within six months of each other, and they're all two. <laughs> so when you think life is bad, just remember Mark Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. No, it's just it's a different time. It's learning how to adjust in the seasons and yeah, yeah, new living places and trying to get my house for sale and then trying to get that house up to code and up not up to code, but just up to just specs. Up, updated. Just updated to be yeah. where you need to have for have freaking seven kids in one house. Seven kids. But let's be honest, Beth is the real saint because I just go up to my office and work. What did I what did I say when we had her on the podcast for the very first time when we first had a conversation? I really don't know. I said something like, man. Guys, if you're single out there, <laughs> you did. You were getting all up in her business. I was. Hey, but look what happened. It it happened. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> well, hey, RTC family, welcome back to the show. We've been doing something the last little bit. I know we're talking about pride, and you're like, you're not supposed to be prideful. We're not talking about yourself. But we've been talking about our sales on yeah, RTC to help the have. people get to know us a little bit, to get inside our brains, just because we have listeners all over the world. I mean, South Africa, which we shipped a DVD to. Northern Ireland, which we shipped a chosen DVD to. We got people in the UK. We got people in India. We got people in Canada. We got people all over the US. We got people in Latin America. Like, I don't see it as... What is happening, I man? I don't see it as we have people. We we get to experience extra family. That's true. That's, That's true. It. It's extensions of our family. And, and I'm very happy that I have family all, all over the world. It's great. It's great to know. And it's cool because, you know, there's so many people out there that who, like, like when we first were like, let's start a podcast, like, two years ago, I never knew it was going to explode like this, man. Well, I, yeah, I mean, the it was like, hey, we're talking about this stuff, and, and more people probably probably should have these conversations. And, and it happened. And not necessarily that we want to run the show or have the, I mean, we would just, when you don't send us ideas for podcast ideas, we just have to come up on our own and. So. And apparently find wives why we're doing it. Well, me, wife, individual, one, single that. one. You already had yours. I already had mine. <laughs> no polygamy here. <laughs> but here's a fun question for people to get to know us a all little right, bit. Right, this is a this is a softball. Softball. I'm gonna we're gonna up it to two things. What are two things that you need to have at your fridge at any given time? Swing and a miss. <laughs> so what are how this? What are two things that are always two found in your things. fridge? Well, and I'm not talking about bachelor fuller fridge. We're oh, talking so about family, like family, family, <laughs> family fuller fridge. So two things, cheese and milk. Really? 
So, so you, kids, you guys are dairy heavy family. My kids love cheese and milk. My wife, Janiel, loves cheese. I love cheese. I like milk, but I've cut way back on the milk and on the cheese um, for health reasons. So for your own personal fridge, if I say, hey, here, buddy, here's a mini fridge. What would you oh, put in that thing? man, probably. Besides hmm. coffee creamer. Um, trying to think. I mean, probably going to be like a yogurt. Um... And probably apples. Oh, I like, I like cold apples. Me too. Okay, okay. So apples was one of mine. Hot dogs were the other one. I mm. always have apples and hot dogs. Always. See, I, I, I'm, but, but I like hot dogs, but I'm not always in the mood for hot dogs. So it's like, yeah, it's hit or miss. It's like once every six to eight months, I'm like, I want hot dogs. Mondays are hot it. dog days at Mark's house. Mondays for lunch. That's what we did because we were running the speech therapy. And then I had a work meeting right away. So. My boss even made a joke one time, or one of the the agencies I work for. He was like, "I haven't heard your son ask for a hot dog yet." I'm like, "Yeah, because I gave him two before this conversation, <laughs> not just once. We wouldn't come ask me for another hot dog right. mid phone call." But okay, here's a here's a, a, a another rabbit trail question. Okay, are you kind of bit of a brand bougie when it comes to apples? Like, you have a very specific brand mm. that you want. Um, there's two that are the better tasting. I'll eat just about any apple. Even Red Delicious? Even Red Delicious. But there's two favorites. Okay. okay. I, have, I have favorites. Okay. Not bougie, but I, I have two favorites. And that's okay. going to be Honeycrisp oh. or the Fuji. See, Honeycrisp are solid, but Pink Ladies. Yeah, I cannot go. See, they're here's okay. the deal. They're all right. You cannot do a Pink Lady not in the fridge. They're not good when they're warm. Yeah. they have, I mean, it's like. got to be cold. A Honeycrisp is really good in the fridge, but it's still edible. Outside it's still good fridge. outside the fridge. But, you know, when you pop that Honeycrisp and the juice just comes out, like it's. That, it, when it squirts you in the eye with juice when you bite into it, that's how you know it's a good Honeycrisp. And see, I like Pink Ladies because <laughs> it got that extra little tart. See, you know? it's got the tart, but it's kind of like. The texture is a little, it's like a mushy texture almost rather than a like crisp. It's not, yeah, it's not, a, it's, it's a crispy outside, but the inside's a little soft on it. Yes. Plate. Yeah. And I'm just, it's okay. I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite. I like the crisp. You like the, the, I like that, the crunch of oh, that apple. Yeah. So there you, go. there you go. That was kind of a weird conversation to have to start the podcast with well, hot dogs and apples. A, we're a couple and, of weird dudes. So. <laughs> Speaking of weird dudes, guys. This man's not drinking coffee this episode. It's the bubbly. The bubbly's back. But it's the, you know, not the alcoholic bubbly beverage. It's the zero calories. It's not White Claw. He's not basic white girl. It's the the watermelon sparkling water. (laughs) But bubbly brain. It's got to be bubbly brain for you. Or a No, no. Or a hot. Remember a hot I actually, I can... I'm to the point where I can have LaCroix now. You can do LaCroix now. I actually, I don't know what brand it was with Brandon Soche the other day, but he gave me a lime one, and it was delicious. It was just straight up lime, sparkling water. I don't. It wasn't Kroger brand, was it? I don't know what brand it was. He Kroger brands it sometimes. I don't know what brand it was, but it was good. <laughs> it was like, mmm, this is hitting the spot. Well, Soche, you got to let us know, but since so. your boy over here is drinking coffee, I went a little bougie on my coffee tonight. I'm drinking Onyx Monarch. He's drinking that expensive stuff. Yep. It was a gift for Christmas. I'm not that rich. I yeah. I had to buy Folgers for the other house and it I'm 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 grieving. It's okay. We'll pray. Seven for kids you. is very, very <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. But either way, so the monarch from Onyx, this is what I think is really interesting. Here's the flavor notes. You ready? Ready. Dark chocolate, mm-hmm. molasses, mm-hmm. red wine, mm-hmm. dried berries, mm-hmm. and it's thick and syrupy. So it's got a a Semi bitter, but semi sweet with a floral aroma. 
Yeah. And it kind of has that lingering taste, that, that lingering dark chocolate. That Velveeta kind of velvety, it almost coats your mouth mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. it's That's cool. But it's not as harsh as the Peru stuff. It's mm. a lot more gentle. Well, the, the Peru stuff, it depends on how you take it. I mean, if it's darker, it's going to be a lot more bitter. Right. Um, I'm talking about the straight stuff from like Joe. Yeah, now that, that stuff, stuff was thick. That it was good, but it was like truck thick, stop thick. thick as mud. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, Joe, I'm I'm ready for. That's the only reason why I want you to go down is so I can <laughs> not to tell coffee. people about Jesus, but to Joe, bring us back coffee. Joe, I need some coffee, Joe. Or any listener can send us coffee. Anyone, anyone can just we reach ex- out to us. We, we we're accepting of all coffee. <laughs> not Maxwell's house. It's the only universalism you'll hear from us. Yep. Besides <laughs> Mac, well, I don't see. I don't. I don't touch Maxwell's house. I don't come to stuff with a six foot pole. I don't like it, but I'll drink it. It messes me up, man. Like in church, we had it for a little bit. There's a reason why our church actually has good coffee. Now. I told you, I the I, will, I would sit there will, and it was just like the church just needs to buy me a big coffee roaster. I will roast coffee for the church. Okay, check this out. So I ordered like a massive amount of coffee because our church was kicking through coffee like crazy, and we did it through Kingdom Roasters, right. where all the proceeds went to like digging wells over. But it was all about it was a Jesus based ministry. It's super cool. We bought a crap load of coffee. COVID hit two weeks later after we got it. Don't. So we literally just have bags of coffee chilling at the church, and they've been there for like a year. Oh, man, they're all stale. They're, and I feel like we should just that. jack it and then just see what it tastes like. You know what I'm saying? I might, we should just ask Scott, hey, can we take a little bit of this? Because we want to preview it on the podcast. We might. I might just talk with Steph about it. It's just going to waste. It's going to go to waste. You yeah, know? It's and pro- it's, just say here. We'll give it's going to be super stale. We'll give you guys another plug in. Like we always super, do. Super stale. But either way, <laughs> Anyways. Dude, so moving on to the reviews. Ooh, we got another yeah. review, bro. Wow. We got another one. This one is from January 5th. I like his title. Goonie vibe. Goonie vibe. The Goonies. Okay. There's a little piece of me where I was like, did you create another account with no. under a fake email? No, it wasn't me. That's funny. Because that's because you had the Goonie shirt. It said David W. from North Carolina. Why would I lie about that? Because it says Goonie vibe. Unless, I know unless I he might legit have a Goonie vibe. Or, or, but I feel like we just dropped the episode with you wearing your Goonie shirt. Probably. <laughs> At the same time. So I'm like, what's even happening right now with this Goonie maybe, vibe? Maybe. But either way, so David W. from North Carolina says... Awesomeness. I like that word. Not just awesome, but awesomeness. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but this is the one that I keep coming back to. They tackle real life with real talk, but not without the real word of God. Yo, that is true. Is that our new tagline? Tackle real life with real talk, but not without the real word of God. That might be a new tagline for RTZ. With their mix of nonsense, bro. <laughs> he put he put humor. He put humor and and yeah, with our mix of nonsense and discipleship style commentary, you definitely laugh while you learn. Not to mention, there is an exaltation of coffee <laughs> for this show. For me, is a no brainer. I must listen. Well, me and the Onyx, we say thank you, my dude. And me and the Bubbly say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when you got to go to bed oh. and wake up to take care of the kids the next morning. Yeah. You ri- I'm, already, I'm risking it for the biscuit. And it's quarter till 10 that night. <laughs> I just really wanted some of this stuff. So either way, dude, we are jumping into maybe is you think we should make this a series? Well, of we, ca- we kind of talked about it last week and and we've talked about, hey, you know, maybe we'll we won't do it 
like consecutively, but nah. maybe hit on it every once in a while. That way it just piques people. You never know what it's going to pop up, when a deadly sin's going to pop up on your life, you know? You could be sitting there eating your second round of Taco Bell, and we could be talking about gluttony. Right then You and never there. know. Right. Ooh, Taco Bell. That sounds good. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, we're not Should talking. Should we to- make a late night run after this to go get some T Bell? <laughs> I gotta go home. I got kids. <laughs> I feel oh, like one man, episode we need sound- to be sponsored. We need to have T Bell right here on our table instead of coffee. We should just eat T Bell and just while keep, we talk. T Bell and talk. Keep muting each other. T Bell and talk. So you don't hear the <laughs> smacking up the lips. But either way, <laughs> David W. <laughs> Thanks, why, David. why did I go back to David about that? David, thank about you. But either thank way, you, David. So we we mentioned last week we we're talking about pride. This week, maybe we'll bring some in. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll do some gluttony. I don't know why I said thank you to David W. 10 seconds ago. <laughs> That's where my brain went. <laughs> I said it too, so That's whatever. We're talking Anyways, about pride this pride. week. We're like, <laughs> talking about pride. Thank you, David. <laughs> wow. Oh, goodness, bro. Oh, wow. It's a late night. <laughs> it is. Well, Anyways, hey, dude. Let's, let's start this about, thing off. Let's talk about pride. <laughs> Sorry. This is great. So... <laughs> We'll start off with a quote, maybe to bring it, bring us in here. I like it. Bit. I like my quotes. So Saint Augustine, and if you don't know who he is, he's a church father from the fifth century, fourth century, uh, something like that. Saint Augustine of Hippo, of Hippo, right? Yes, correct, sir. Saint Good Augustine, job. he's my boy. Gold star for you. He's the original Calvin. <laughs> like he's the original Calvinist. Yeah, he's had some other messed up th- theology, but that's yeah, all right. He did. Yeah, he we did. all make mistakes. Everybody makes except mistakes, except for Mark. So. <laughs> Um, St. Augustine of Hippo says, uh, it was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. Mm. So we're going to kind of talk. I know, you know, we're talking about pride, um, but there's an opposite of pride and it's humility. And we'll kind of dive a little tiny bit into that. You know, I'm thinking uh about quotes. No, no, this one popped Uh in my head while, while we were just talking about it. Don't steal Um, my quotes. Because C.S. Lewis uh, in Mere Christianity, I remember him talking about pride. That's what I was searching up real quick. Um, and he wrote in this in his book, um, yep, yep, here it is. Um, it says, it was through pride that the devil, oh, pop up. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. Yeah, I almost used that one. But Did you? Because when way. you were reading that one about Augustine, about angels and the devils, I'm like, ooh, C.S. Lewis got a quote like that too. So that means C.S. Lewis ripped off. Basically, Augustine. basically. But either way, so, <laughs> so anyways, pride is what knocks Satan down. Yeah. It's what turns angels into devils, and it's what could kill us potentially too, that apparently. Right. So, I mean, let's let's talk about a little bit of the danger well, do we, should we talk about what pride is? Like, what even is pride, in case someone doesn't have a good idea? Well, go for it. Okay. I'll, I'll let you explain it. I don't want to be It's hard this. to explain. I, so, I can, it's, Pride's one of those things where I feel like it's really easy to call other people out on their so, pride, but it's hard to see yourself having, being prideful. I, uh, I, I think it was, I'm trying to remember, um, I think it was Bill Mounts that said this. Bill um, Mounts. I don't know who that is. Bill Mounts is a phenomenal teacher. Um, he's got seminary classes on a... On a website called biblicaltraining.org. It's the ones that I've been going through mm-hmm. that, that he offers for free. Um, what was that again? I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Biblicaltraining.org. Um, and I'm going through his New Testament survey, which is the second one, um, that, the second class that is in this course. And, uh, <clears throat> and he said something that pride is basically the self-focus of what you think that you deserve 
and the non-focus of others. It was something along those lines. That don't that's not a direct quote, but it's along those lines of like you're not focusing on others, you're only focusing on yourself. So like I deserve this. Right. I deserve better. Right. I deserve for this respect. Yeah. I does I deserve because yeah. of just right. for some reason you think you deserve it. Right. I deserve it or I don't deserve the way you are treating me or wh- however. You know, yeah, basically so it's, el- what it's you elevating deserve. yourself to a level at which people need to bow down to you. Uh Sure, you can go that route. I mean, yeah, it's kind of making yourself a type of an idol. I don't want to take it quite that far, but it's, I mean, it could be. But but basically, it blinds us from loving other people well because we're too focused on it ourselves. It does. And, and the sad thing is, and, and we kind of talked about it a little bit um, before the podcast, uh, most sins, a lot of sins that happen um, derive, they originate from, from a pride. Hmm. And, and, you know, I was kind of sharing with you some, some of my own struggles. Um, I recently, a brother brought something to me about that, that he saw a little pride in me on something that was said. And um, me, myself, I'm struggling, struggling what that means, what that is in my life. Where is there pride in my life? Because we read all sorts of scripture. I mean, the Proverbs alone is riddled mm. with scriptures on, on pride. And we're going to dig into a few of those a little bit in a little bit, but uh, um Pride is something that um, destroys rather than uplifts. And uh, it's something that God does not like. Mm. And so it's a self-examination process for me right now. So this is going to be a little bit of a um, more difficult conversation for me because I'm in the midst of dealing with myself on this issue. So, um, But I, I think that it's a conversation that needs to happen Mm. because there is a danger in pride. Um, So, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about what pride is and what pride we're going to talk about. We we talk about what the potential is. If if we're saying that's what made Satan, Satan. Right. Right. And, and you know, the opposite of that is humility or humbleness or whatever you want to call it. And that makes men angels according Mm -hmm. to St. Augustine. And so um, there is a little bit of a, a back and forth play there. Um, but what's some of the dangers in pride? Um, I, I did a, another quote from Michael Eric Dyson. And I, I'm not 100% sure of who he is, but I did like what he had to say um, in an article that I was reading. And he describes pride this way. He said, Of the seven deadly sins, theologians and philosophers, philosophers reserve a special place for pride. Lust, envy, anger, greed, gluttony, and sloth are all bad, the sages say, but pride is the deadliest of all, the root of all evil, and the beginning of sin. But then there's uh, parental pride, pride in one's work, pride for your school or your city or your country. Of the deadly sins, pride is most likely to stir debate about whether it's a sin at all. And I thought that was very thought-provoking. Very thought provoking because he brought up a couple interesting things like yeah. is pride in your you know parental style good or bad is pride in your work good or bad is pride in your school city country any of those are those bad or are they good well no I mean you gotta have pride in your work to say that you're doing a good job of what you're doing but do you because are we self edifying are we self uplifting I guess is a better way to put it in, in saying that is this is this quote got me thinking a lot that's why i put it in here it's very thought-provoking and it's um 
It's a good conversation. Yeah, piece. The, I, I, I'm, I'm chewing over this last sentence where it says, of all the deadly sins, pride is most likely to stir debate about whether it's even a sin at all. Right. Like, you know, we know gluttony is a sin. We know arrogance is a sin. We know, uh, oh, what are the other seven deadly sins? Well, I, we list lust, envy, anger, greed, gluttony, and sloth are the other six. Like, like those make the most sense when it comes to a sin, but... Yeah, pride's a bit of a different one. Do you think well, it's because we, we have different definitions for pride? Let's look at you it. Know? Let's look at lust. Okay, okay. Lust. Could pride be the originator of lust? Okay, so lust is looking after something or someone. Normally, we think specifically of someone. Well, lust, sexual lust is lust. a sexual thing. Right. Envy is something of a possession. Well, but lust is lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes pride of life. Like I think there's different levels of lust, but lust is pretty much you want that for your own well, pleasure. Like, here's why I separate lust and envy though. Okay. Because the very next set, uh, deadly sin is envy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying lust is more, I think referred to as a sexual kind of covetousness. Oh, I would say 90%. Yeah. And it's because you want that. Right. So could it be derived from pride of, I, I deserve that. I deserve that. I deserve that woman. I deserve that man. I would, I would think so. I, I mean, we see that with affairs yeah, so, all the time where I deserve better or right. I deserve not to do this way or I deserve this isn't the life I, I mean, even I was watching Madam Secretary. I, I'm always watching Madam Secretary <laughs> or listen. I, I actually listened to it on my drive today. That's what I do. Hey, but, but one of the things was the fact of like, I know this is the job that you signed up for, but I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. That was one person's spouse and yeah. they ended up getting divorced over it. Right. And now granted, that's a whole different conversation, but right. the answer was, is I, do, I, I don't want this anymore. Right. Cause I don't want it. Right. So let's look at the and next one. Affairs happen. Other things let's like that let's too. look at envy now. So okay. I, I, I want your headphones. Well, you bought them for me. So thank you. <laughs> no, we, the podcast bought them. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, but so yeah, envy can, is can, wanting something you can, don't have that can, someone else has. Yeah, so can pride be derived? Oh, for sure. Envy be derived. So okay. So you're how, elevating yourself to the point that you deserve that. So how about anger? Okay. So uh, say you're angry about it. Come up with a scenario where you might be angry. Uh, my kid disobeyed. Okay. So, I get really angry when I look at you to do something. You make eye contact with not you, but my kid, right. and then you do the exact opposite. Okay. That just but why? Because. I'm the dad. You need to listen to me. So is is there pride in that? Oh, for sure. Right, because you're the dad and you want your kid to listen because you think that. And then on the flip side, you know, to. if my kid doesn't listen to me in public, that hurts my pride because it looks right. like I'm a bad dad. Right. And instead of looking and like I, a good dad, I'm right there with you. I mean, I deal with it. All I don't want like with an my idiot. Kids. I mean, you know? we got young kids, and it's like, man, I feel like a bad. They're making me look like a bad parent. Exactly. Right. And it's not us. We're bad parents. We're just raising little sinners. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. So so we'll say, and then, uh, you know. There's righteous anger, so I'm not saying all anger is derived from pride. I'm not saying well, that. Well, yeah, just, the Bible says be angry and sin uh, not, so again, you can be angry and not sin. Right, so I'm just, uh, no, so, that's, oh. a, that's a whole other good so, one. So, okay, so maybe it's this, all right? So in uh, Luke, is it Luke? Or, yeah, yeah, it's in Luke where it talks about the fruit and the root and talks about a good tree only can produce good fruit and a bad right. tree can only produce bad fruit. Right. So is this the idea of all these fruits that we're seeing are a result of pride in some way, shape, or form? Is that the root? Right, is the root... Pride. That's, that's why I was kind of wanting to go through some of these six, the six other deadly sins because okay. we look at we look at greed. Greed is I deserve this and I want this and, and I'm going to get this. And, and sloth is the opposite of sl- I deserve not to do this, not to do this. And then we look at gluttony and it's like I deserve that Twinkie. I deserve to eat whatever I want because it's my body and I get to say over my body. My Taco Bell oh, or my where, body doesn't always like Taco where Bell. Where have we heard but, that before? It's my body and I deserve this. Mm-hmm. 
Just <laughs> so I think there's potential. You know, we look at the seven deadly sins. Well, really, it should be the six deadly sins with the root cause. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And they all stem from pride. Now, and that's it. I, I wonder if we just don't fully understand the definition. Not not the definition, but what really is pride? Maybe right. that's the part of America where we have a lot of pride in country. We have a proud nation. We, we're proud in what we well, accomplished. So pick you up by your bootstraps. Self-reflecting. Mm. I think that I even have a little bit of pride and not good pride for my church. I believe my church is better than other churches. And my church doesn't deserve to go, have to deal with people, certain people, because mm. we're a good church and we, you know, we don't associate with I, that. I see myself like I could f- fall into that. Like that could, that's me. Like mm-hmm. I could be like, oh, this is my church. This is a good church. I, I mean, we talk about our church all the time. We talk about Scott all the time. And uh, Scott would be like, hey, don't you do that. <laughs> you say that right now. He's <laughs> the humblest man I've ever met. But, uh, I could see it in our, even our churches. I could see it in our marriages. Mm-hmm. Man, look at my marriage compared to their marriage. It's a belittling of somebody else in order to puff out your chest. I know. That's something I struggle with because I like the applause. I, I live for right. the reaction. And, you and know? the more, like I said, a brother brought this up to me a week ago. And the more I reflect, the more I see. Man, I got a lot of pride. Hmm. Man. So let's, what's the danger? Of pride? Yeah, that's you what know? I'm thinking. So what so is like, the danger? Why, why is you know? pride a big deal? Well, I, I'm just, we're going to throw out a couple verses here and there. Like I said, there's a ton, and I, and I strongly encourage listeners and viewers to um, search scriptures for themselves. But I'll give you a couple. Isaiah 2, 11 through 12. Now, these are different. You know, there's a context. There's stories here. But there's, you know, very important things that are said in these, in these scriptures. So uh, Isaiah 2, 11 and 12. Human pride will be brought down. And human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on the day of judgment. So this is talking about the fall of Israel mm-hmm. pending to happen. Uh, for the Lord of heaven's armies has a day of reckoning. He will punish the proud and mighty and bring down everything that is exalted. Now, even though that was the impending day of judgment coming, I believe this was for, was Isaiah for the Assyrians? Or the Babylonians. Babylon. I couldn't even tell you, man. I think he might be for the Babylonians. I think, uh, I don't know. It's one of the two. Either Jeremiah was Babylonian. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know he was. I, I can't remember. I think he was Bab- I think he was the Babylonians, too. I think Isaiah was. I think they worked a little bit hand in hand, but I'm not 100%. I don't remember. 100%. Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't quote us. Don't quote us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of the two, I think. Um, so, uh, But I think this carries it. It's a lesson that we can learn. I mean, look at how God is talking about human pride will be brought down. Human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on the day of judgment. For the Lord of the heavens armies has a day of reckoning. He will punish the proud and mighty and bring down everything that is exalted. Mm. Wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's, I look at our nation. America's strong. <laughs> like, I've, I've been... Make a, America great again. Yeah. I'm not mean, saying that's a bad slogan. No, but. I'm just saying, like, I see so much pride, and it's unnecessary pride, and, it, and it's like we're the mighty. Right. Well... God says that he can bring down the mighty, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he, he does not like the, he was going to punch the proud. So uh, Proverbs 16, 18 through 19, pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. I mean, these are just a couple of scripture. And like I said, the Proverbs are riddled with. Can I just say, I don't like these verses because <laughs> it makes you self-reflect. <laughs> Well, no, more just the fact of it's like, you know, with, with my innate personality, and I'm not saying, you know, this is the way I am, so God can just get over it. But it's more of, 
I've always have struggled with a performance based mentality. Mm. I am love for what I do. I am love for what I can accomplish. Like there's nothing. And, and, and words of affirmation is one of my love languages. Right. So if, if you want, I mean, seriously, if you want to be my friend, just compliment me. Right. <laughs> just give me a little pat in the back. Nice hair. <laughs> Thank you. The Bob Ross pro will come back at some point. I want to be your friend. <laughs> You can be my friend. Yay. You can be my friend. But so, but but with these conversations, it's one of right. those things where it's like, well, it's, I like to look good. I like to give a good presentation. I like to do these different things. And it's like, you know, I see it's better to live humbly with the poor. I don't want to be poor than to share splendor with the proud. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's this is right or wrong. I'm just saying my innate kick against the pricks. If they use the old King Jimmy with the Apostle Paul, you know, why does oh, is it kicks against the pricks? I think is what is it? I don't remember. When uh, <laughs> just read the King James when uh, was it Acts eight when Jesus appeared to Saul on the road to Damascus, um, but just the fact of I know my innate desire is that's where my pride is. Is I care very much on my personal appearance and my personal reputation. My reputation literally is everything to me. Yeah. And if you tarnish and my reputation, I have a very hard time letting go of that and forgiving you for that. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying no, in general. Right. And this is where I want to open it up. Like I want to stop here and let's open this up for yeah. conversation. Let's really dive in into the personal nuances of this because okay. exactly everything you said, I struggle with. I like to be patted on the back for the, the good job, the good that, job I do. that I did. And, yeah. I, and I take, I take offense. So here's another thing, you know, we shouldn't be easily offended. I take offense when I'm not recognized for the good job I oh, do at work. Oh, jeez. When yeah. I do something that just, I'll give you an example. So at my job, I just, over the past year, I saved the company a lot of money. We'll just put it that way. And I didn't get the recognition. This is a couple weeks ago. I didn't get the recognition that I thought I deserved. Mm -hmm. And I was mad about it. I was angry about it. But what is that? It's pride. <laughs> this is what God's work. God's like, there's so much pride in you. I'm like, and I get oh. that. Yeah. Cause like, like I, I'm going to go and back. I don't, I don't want to be the one that gets destroyed and brought down and punished and, and done away with. And God resisteth it. Nope. If you want to use the King Jimmy resisteth, <laughs> he resisteth the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I mean, I don't want to be that. I want to be, I want to be God's child. I want to hear again, performance based. It almost seems like, so this is where we got to be careful because what's our motivation. I want to hear, uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well, why, why? Well, prior to last week, it was because, well, I wanted to be recognized. I wanted to do things for God and God to recognize me. Well, now it's like, no, I want to, I just want to be your servant. Mm. Like that's what I just want to serve you. I don't, you know, I, I want to be such a good servant. Like that's all I want is just to be a servant of yours. I don't care what kind of like the prodigal son when he came back home. He's like, don't even make me a son. Just right. make me a servant. Right. Yeah. Let me just serve. Let me, let me wash your feet. That's what I'll do. Like, just let me do that and I'll be happy. I like, I, you can have me in the pastures outside the pearly gates. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. you know, just let me wash your feet. Like, I just want to serve you. And, and God has shown so much in my life. And I'm going to get a little personal here is uh, he's shown so much pride just in how I raise my children, how I minister to people sometimes. Sometimes I throw out big words that I'm not speaking to the level of person that I'm I'm talking with. Mm. And that's not fair. That's a... Feels good. It's almost a boast. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be boastful. I, God is... Um, God is showing me how much pride is in myself, but not just in myself, but in the church, in the American citizen mm. and all these things, because we become performance based. We become 
high and lofty. We are America. We are we are the church. We send missionaries out and we do this and this and this. And it can come it can come from a prideful spirit. Now I'm not saying it's all prideful. Mm-hmm. But it can there's a danger in that. So can I ask you a question then to follow up on that? Yeah. You know, we read in the Bible that specifically like the musicians in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to do everything excellent. Right. You know, whatever you do, do all to God's glory. Right. And, and you know, when I sing, there's a reason why I don't have a microphone and I'm not leading the worship. <laughs> so she's like, bro, I heard you in the audience. I'm like, good. That's the closest you ever going to hear Make me Make a sing. joyful noise. It's it doesn't sound like a good sounding one. <laughs> you know, but we want to do things well. We want to yeah. do things that, it, for church, I've talked with Soche. Soche talked about, he goes, we don't want to be a distraction in right. terms of like, like, you know, you don't want to let someone, oh, they love Jesus, their heart's in the right place, but they're distracting from worship, so we can't. Right. But we also don't want the showboater. And that's where the struggle with the modern church comes in. I know that some people kick against that, where it's like, we're not here to put on a show. Right. But the other thing, too, it's like, you know, the followers emulate what the leaders do. So there's right. this very tender balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen a lot of good people who are very humble who come to and approach that in a very, very humble way. Right. Um, and, and this is why I really appreciate, this is going to sound really funny, but uh, this is why I actually appreciate Phil Wickham <laughs> watching him lead worship. Half the time, his eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. And he's just playing the guitar and worshiping Jesus. That's what, if you want to join with him, yeah, come on ahead. But I ain't playing for you. I'm not going to try to puff Brandon Soche up, but this is one reason why I like Brandon Soche as a mm-hmm. worship pastor because most of the time his eyes are closed. Right. I mean, he's he's just he's there to worship. Mm-hmm. He's there to make himself lower and help people exalt the name of God. And this is where I know I I don't want to go down this road. I know this is where some people have the the I say I don't want to go down that I want to go down and I want to leave it. <laughs> but people have the struggle with it's like oh well that's why we don't have electric guitars in the service. But you know even with the piano in between each verse our pianist always did a little like little did gorgeous <laughs> where you're like dang you yeah. you can play Mrs Schneider like well it legit not Beth Schneider but we had one of those at the other church and she could <laughs> she could play that she could make that piano right. sing it was a beautiful thing. But, and this is why I think it's it's such a dangerous fine line between doing everything to the best of our abilities to God's glory right. versus doing it in a prideful way. Well, and I it th- seems like it's such a tightrope. What's what's going to be more glorifying to God? Because that's what it's about. Is it going to be the five minute face melting guitar solo, or is it going to be just an acoustic gu- guitar and a uh, a cajon? You know acoustic set mm-hmm. type of worship. I mean, I, I don't think you can say it has to be this or it has to be this. I think it has to be what's coming from the heart. What's, mm. the, what's the intent behind it? And that's the thing that I'm discovering is that there are good things and there are things that take away from the glory of God. And if I do a five-minute face-melting guitar solo that's great, um, is it a distraction? Mm. Because I... I could say, well, I'm doing it for worship. Uh, this is how I worship God. Okay, that's great. But is it a distraction for others? This is where we have to love others, right? So even if you wanted to use the weaker brother argument, well, you're still, I mean, well, your brother is offended by that. Your your brother was distracted. You took the the, the brother's focus from God and you put it on yourself. So, and this is where it gets hard, too, because, you know, each person has a different opinion on what's that, good and what's not. Oh, of course. But, but, but going back into this, this pride and arrogance and the dangers and the pitfall, I think one of the dangers that we got to be careful of is the fact of, A, it can happen to anybody. Right. And it will happen to everyone. And a lot of times, pride comes out of us looking bad in front of people. Right. You know? So so how do we overcome it? 
How do we overcome pride? You get knocked off your high horse. <laughs> Hurts a little bit. That's what happened to me and you. There's many times <laughs> when I've been hit and, and knocked off. Yep. But for some reason, pride keeps coming back. So obviously, I haven't learned my lesson. <laughs> right. So let's see what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Man, that's strong right there. So um, it's not rude. It does not demand its own way, which is another form of pride. Mm -hmm. It is not irritable, and it keeps no records of being wronged. Man, this sounds like a lot of pride talk here, don't it? Mm -hmm. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Man, if that don't speak straight up to pride... (laughs) I don't know what it does. So what's it about? It's about love, right? It's about loving your brother. It's about loving and exalting your brother and building up your brother more than yourself. It's about loving God and looking to God more than looking to yourself. And sometimes, you know, and this is where it's interesting is it's not irritable. It keeps no records of being wrong. In other words, you sometimes got to just suck it up and, you know, take the, take the humble pill and it, you know, you offended me. But I can't hold that to to your account. Right. Well, but we still have to be careful because I can say, mm, I really want to say something to Mark, but I'm not going to because I know that's pride and I'm not going to do that. But man, I'm mad. And it's like, well, <laughs> be careful because <laughs> that can turn into pride. And not, even though you're, it's all about the heart, you could be prideful in your heart and not say anything at all. I can have a lot of, I can be hurt and held, holding stuff uh, against them and being irritable. Mm. Um, and, and holding that in the inside so they don't see it. But it's about, again, we don't want to be the whitewashed tomb. It's about the heart change. So how does that happen? Mm. What's well, God? That's God, us begging God to change our hearts. This is part of the transforming and renewing of our minds. When we seek the face of God and we beg God, God, please change my heart because I can't do it without you. And, you know, this kind of reminds me of Paul when he was in the the, the jail at Philippi. When he wrote, the, or not, not in Philippi, I'm sorry, he was in jail and he wrote the letter to the Philippians, the church right. at Philippi. And when he, he was, was in like, prison in Rome, I and believe. And he's like, I have begged God three times to remove this from me, and he hasn't. Right. And I've learned whether if I'm shipwrecked or if I am on cloud nine or if I'm in prison or if I'm eating well or if I have no food, it doesn't matter. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And oh, you used the, it in context. <laughs> thank you. And the Apostle Paul had the mindset, and I'm I'm preaching to your boy right now. So it's like, Paul had this mindset of it doesn't matter what's going on as long as Christ's name is exalted and you are humbling yourself and knowing right. that, you know what? I can't do nothing right now. Right. Whether I have nothing or a lot, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and, and even the Apostle Paul, in a different part, people are like, oh, well, they're, they're bashing your name and they're doing this. And the Apostle Paul's like, I don't care if they give me a bad name. Is, is right. Jesus being preached? Let's go. Right. Like, I don't care if my name is destroyed. Right. He even said, it, I, I wish I could suffer in hell for the rest of eternity if no one in Israel would have to ever go through that. Right. Like, I mean, the bro had so much humility that, like. And love. And love. That's so ridiculous. Much love. I mean, that was his main message was love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love. <laughs> and but, Jesus is too. But, you know. Do we see Paul praising himself? No, we see Paul defending his apostleships at times, mm-hmm. but he never really lifts himself up past, hey, no, listen, I'm an apostle. And, and 
And why? Why doesn't he lift himself up? Well, Proverbs 27.2 says, Let someone else praise you, not your own mouth. A stranger, not your own lips. So and I, I, have have to, to, I, have, I have a verse or an idea to come back to with the Apostle Paul of so we have, he said he was something, but wasn't. Yeah. But so, so we have to look at this, though, real fast. And no, 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 I'll I'm saying later. Back. I'm saying later, like okay. later in the episode. So uh, l- let's look at this for just a second. Uh, we're looking at, well, well, isn't that pride if I take a compliment? Well, there's a being humble and, and being able to take a compliment. Right. And, and it's a very fine line mm-hmm. on how to do that because you don't want to puff yourself up. You take it humbly, right? But you don't have to puff yourself up over it. But you should never be praising yourself or making yourself to look better, which is something I struggle with. Right? I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing. You know, I it's funny. With. You know, Mama taught me best, and she said, "When someone compliments you, you say thank you and you move on." Yeah, that's what Mama taught me. She said, "You say thank you and walk right. away." But my problem is, I can say I can do that. I can say thank you and walk away, and, and you go, mm. and then yeah, look exactly. at me, Man. look at look at me, yeah, look at look at that. They look recognize me. that. Yeah, yep. see, so it's we true. have to be it's careful. True. So. Um, we need to, we need to be humble. And Ephesians four, two says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. So this is where, like, if you're coming across as arrogant, man, I got to be humble and gentle. I got to check myself. Like Galatians six says, if I'm going to deal with it, right. Mm-hmm. I need to check myself. I need to be like, man, I check need to, yourself before I need to you deal with yourself. my heart and become humble. And then I can come to my brother in love and gentleness. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's this next verse is, is a, a big one for me. Um, this is the one that's hard, right? So it's James 4, 6 through 10. And there's a point on, on verse 6 that he quotes the Old Testament. Okay. I believe it comes out of Leviticus or Deuteronomy. He said, and he gives grace generously as the scriptures say, God opposed Opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Man, that's such a strong thing, right? He opposes the proud. Opposes. What does that mean? If God opposes you, are you are you in a good standing? Are you are you is your salvation secure? <laughs> I don't think so. Not if God's opposing you. It's like, it's it's so it's not reality. Not saying that you, you lose your salvation. I'm not trying to even remotely say that. But I'm just saying, man. If we carry pride with us, look at how serious God takes it, right? Mm -hmm. So continuing on, so verse 7, he says, So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So he's talking about, right before this, he's talking about being prideful, right? And then he goes into humble yourself before God. So we're still talking about pride because humbleness is the opposite of pride. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's such a misquoted scripture right because we're dealing with pride and humbleness and people like to well resist the devil and he will flee from you that's whatever i got the devil's devil's under my feet you know (laughs) um but then right after he says resist the devil and he so it's kind of a it's i'm gonna give i'm gonna take i'm gonna give so he's saying do do this so you don't fall into this do this so you don't fall on this so we we resist the devil and he will flee from you after we've humbled ourselves Come close to God, and he will come close to you. Wash ye your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Man, let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord, 
and he will lift you up in honor. Now, this is NLT version. That's why it probably sounds a little different to you. No, no, I like it. No, I'm. It's beautiful when you yeah. read it, and it's so gut wrenching mm-hmm. at the same time. The fact that it's saying that let there be tears for what you've done. In fact, if that's how much we should know, pride should hurt. Pride, pride is is the destruction of us, hmm. right? It, 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 we talked about it. It's the roots that lead to the fruits. <laughs> and this is interesting. You know, this, I, I was looking this up on my phone where in verse seven it says, humble yourself before God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. The, the, the verse that instantly pops in my head and may, maybe this is right. Maybe this is wrong. I don't know. But when Jesus looked at Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. And everyone's like, well, why did Jesus call Peter Satan? And it's because Peter took Jesus aside and re- rebuked him. <laughs> rebuked the savior. What bro was going to rebuke Jesus. <laughs> These things will not happen. I will not allow them. This hasn't happened in The Chosen yet, has it? Have we gotten to this part? No, I not think yet. so. That's probably going to be season two. Or, uh, how That's, many seasons are they doing? They're doing, I believe, eight. I believe they're doing eight seasons. Well, dang. So, so it's probably going to be, be like bit. season Maybe seven. a little bit. Maybe <laughs> a little bit. But he, he, he uh, rebuked Jesus, Peter, and Peter said, Never, Lord. This will never happen to you. And he said, Get behind me, Satan. Right. Because Jesus was, try- it was literally, it was. This will never happen to you because you're the king, you're the Lord. And, and what did it say in Philippians? He humbled himself right. to the point where well, he became a man. And then I think it goes beyond that cross. because if we tie in what Peter says there to what Peter did in the garden, what did Peter do when they came to take Jesus? He took out a sword and cut off the Cut off ear. his ear. Why? It's pride. Peter was going to, I'm going to defend you, Lord. I'm going to stand up for you. It's me. It's mine. It's not me. And this is interesting. And then what did Jesus, what was one of Jesus' last words to Peter? If you love me. Feed my sheep. Right. If you love me, love love my sheep. Right. And you know, I'm 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 thinking through this and what's what's the most humble thing we could do? Is it maybe rather than demanding our rights, rather turning around and sacrificing our wants and needs for the benefit of others? Is that the easiest way to de- defeat mm. pride? Hmm. I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking about some of the pride that I have to deal with, you know. Um, Welcome to the game show. <laughs> you suck. I was doing okay until we started talking about yeah, this. Yeah, welcome to my world. But you know, this... I've in, been wrecked. In, in the last couple of years, um, obviously some people know about this. Uh, if if there's someone out there in listener land who's gone through a divorce because of hard reasons, mm. you 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 know. You, you know the pain that it is. And the, the thing that's hard about going through a divorce, specifically as a patter, pastor, is... What is this going to do to my ministry? What is this going to do to my reputation? What is this going to do to my and me? And there's a mm. lot of lot of humility that I've had to swallow over the years. But you know, even in the midst of all this, I'm still wrestling with pride of I deserved better. I deserved this. I deserved that. And why do I have the wrestles that I have? Is it because I've been hurt, or is it because I'm still prideful, even in the midst mm. of? Sorry, the cat jumped up. And, <laughs> the cat wants to be petted. I'm sorry. He's jumping up and pawing at my hands. But, you know, it's just I'm thinking through this, and it's like how much pride do I have where even in the midst of, I mean, it's not I, I'm not being humble, but even in the midst of that, how much pride I still have to focus on, I deserve this, I mm. deserve that. Rather than, God, thank you that you're still here with me. Thank you for the blessings I've received because of this, even in the hard times, you know? It reminds me of bless those who curse you, show grace to those who despitefully use you. We're supposed to love our enemies. You know, it's all all this 
language of what we're supposed to do and why do we struggle with that? Because they've wronged us and we deserve better. Mm-hmm. Coming back to the pride, I'm sitting here thinking about it right now. Like the times of my life that I've been so hurt and angry and haven't been able to love well and have made enemies of people that really weren't my enemies because my pride was hurt. Um, it's gut-wrenching. It truly is gut-wrenching. It's hard to swallow pride. It's hard to deal with pride. Mm-hmm. But I think the first step is recognizing that there's pride in your life and seeking God's face, um, searching through his word. There's a lot of strong language of what, if we don't deal with our own sins, if we don't recognize our own sins, um, if we're proud, what, what happens? Um, it scares me to death to a point of what I've done to the body because of my pride, what I've done to the work that Christ could have been doing in me because of my pride. I've let my pride get in the way. Hmm. Could I have reached the sinner on the street had my pride not been affected? And I know God has everything in control, right? God's sovereign. So God God controls it all. And if he wants a person saved, he's going to make sure they get saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, man, I, I want to be a, a good, humble servant that obeys the master's voice. I want to be the sheep that follows, not the sheep that runs astray. Mm. Or the sheep that tries to lead the other sheep. Right. So... Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the, the, the quote popped in my head. It, it's funny. This has been attributed to C.S. Lewis, but it's actually not. It's a Rick Warren quote mm. where, um, humility is not thinking of yourself less, but thinking, or no, sorry. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. A lot of people think C.S. Lewis wrote that mere Christianity, but that's actually a Rick Warren quote, mm. but there's a beautiful quote and, and I'll end all my, my closing thoughts with this one quote from again, near Christianity. Apparently I really love this book. <laughs> I really do, though. Uh, I read it back in high school, um, and one of my teenagers still has one of my limited edition copies. I got to get that back. But, (laughs) But in the book, this is what he had to say. He said, Do not imagine that if you meet a real, really humble man, he will be what most people call, quote unquote, humble nowadays. He will not be a sort of greasy, swarmy person who is always telling you that, of course, he's a nobody. Probably all you will think about him is that he seemed to be a cheerful, intelligent chap. I love the word chap, intelligent chap who took a real interest in what you said to him. If you do dislike him, it will be because you feel a little envious of anyone who seems to enjoy life so easily. He will not be thinking of humility. He will be thinking or he will not be thinking of himself at all. If anyone would like to acquire humility, I can, I think, tell him the first step. The first step is to realize that one is proud and a biggest step too, at least, Nothing, whatever can be done before it. If you think you are not conceited, it means you are very conceited indeed. Mm. And, wow. you know, with, with that quote, it, it wasn't talking about, you know, humility isn't the guy who's woe is me sitting in the corner, but it's the guy who literally, I thought this was really cool, was the fact of it was a really happy, cheerful, intelligent man, woman, whatever. Chap. Chap. <laughs> chap who took a real interest in what you said to him. In other words, he right. was listening. He wasn't rushed. He wasn't worried. He wasn't demanding. He he wasn't talking, but what was he doing? He was just sitting, listening to you. He was taking a real interest, looking you in the eye and actually making you feel like you were somebody. He wasn't 
preparing a defense or a rebuttal or a statement. No, he was just chit-chatting and listening, not caring about if he got to say what he wanted to say or got to say. Mm. But it's hard, man. You know, you know, pride is one of those things where I didn't feel like when we first started talking about this episode before we clicked record, I was like, man, I'm not really dealing with pride. I feel like I'm more so dealing with loss and dealing with uh, shame and guilt Mm. and all the other things that go with it. And now I'm like, crap. (laughs) I found the root. (laughs) The root's pride, Neil. Hey, Counselor Neil, if you're listening, I may have found the issue. Yeah, well. I'm right there with you, brother. I've got I've got my own issues with pride. I, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> Other than what follow the scripture and, and cry out to God. Yeah. That's all I got, dude. What you got? Close this thing out. Um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read a quote from John Piper. Um he said, Every good thing in the Christian life grows in the soil of humility. Without humility, every virtue and every grace withers. That's why Calvin said humility is first, second, and third in the Christian faith. Hmm. And I don't think I can follow that up any better than the way he put that. Um, seek God's face. Um, learn to be humble. Learn humility. Um, try to try to figure out a way to get rid of the pride yeah. if you have it in your life. And, so. and I appreciate your honesty in this one, bro. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hold it together here. Yeah. Don't make me cry. It's, it's a rough one, man. Well, hey, maybe uh, maybe someone's out there in listener lane, and maybe you just you're sitting here thinking, you know what, Mark, you know what, Fuller, I think I'm dealing with a lot of pride too. And 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 if that's you, let's be honest, we're all here together. That's not an excuse to be prideful, right? But that's the realization that we need community. And and if you are one of those people who are struggling. You know, we say it every time, but man, reach out to us. We've we've actually been connecting with a few of you on on various different social media. Some on Facebook and Email. some on Instagram. We've been emailing back and forth with some people, and you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that are stuck in the broken world, and we're dealing with the effects of sin every single day. And that's why community is so important. That's why you know, brotherhood, sisterhood is so important, and even in community. Now, we're not the replacement for the church, no, but we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes it's easier to to talk. To a brother that that doesn't know all your crap, doesn't know all your crap to seek advice. Sometimes it's easier. Um, so if if that's you, um, not that we want to try to be prideful over you or anything, but I, I think we both really just we love people and and we want to help any way we can, um, if we can help, or if you just want us to pray, just say Chris, Chris and Mark Fuller and Mark, whatever, whatever, whatever. it is. <laughs> I just need prayer. You know, here's a situation going on. I just need prayer, and we'll pray with you. We'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. Um, we love you. <laughs> we love you, and and God loves you. So, yeah. you know, personally, I would love to end the episode right here, man. <laughs> Me too. It's such a somber moment. It's a somber <laughs> moment, but you know, we can't break my the RTC tradition. Though my kids would be upset if they didn't hear if it. They didn't hear their voice. <laughs> so you think it's time to do it? <laughs> sure. Time for fun facts. All right, my dude. <laughs> what what do you got for us to end this wonderful, wonderful conversation on, man? All right. I don't remember where I got this from because I just forgot to put the link in it. But here we go. <laughs> uh, in 1957, the BBC successfully pranked many of its viewers by successfully convincing them that Switzerland was currently enjoying a fantastic crop of spaghetti, a.k.a. the spaghetti trees. 
What? <laughs> they thought that spaghetti was growing on trees in Switzerland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got so... It was 1957, first of all. But, but, but spaghetti is wheat, right? Well, it's grain. Apparently, Switzerland grows but, but, it on but, trees. But, but am I wrong? Like, you have some wheat, and you grind it down, and then you got to press it, and then you got to... Like, isn't, isn't that what... It's not just wheat. It could be... I mean, well, yeah, it's wheat, because that's what flour is made out of, isn't right. it? Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a grain <laughs> that's beaten down and turned into powder and made into a dough and cut up into a noodle. I am Googling how to make homemade spaghetti noodles. <laughs> What's the main? It's flour. I know that. Is flour the main ingredient? Yeah. My voice kind of cracked there a little bit. <laughs> it's flour. Trust yep, me. Flour is the main one, which is, oh. yeah. Which So it's wheat. So it's wheat. basically what I'm hearing is, is, I mean, we got a lot of our UK friends and family out there. We got some UK brothers and sisters. Y'all crazy. The, the BBC done fooled Maybe B- a BBC lot of done fooled you. Now, let's be honest. BBC's done a lot of crazy things like Doctor Who. And we appreciate BBC for Doctor Who. But BBC, y'all. Wasn't it the, was the, B- was it BBC that, no, it wasn't BBC. I was going to say that did the War of the Worlds uh, broadcast back in the early, ooh, early 20s. I don't even know, bro. You don't, oh, you I don't know. That. Anyways. Mm-hmm. No, but George either way, Orwell. so the BBC done hoodwinked everybody with spaghetti trees. In 1957. That's a fun fact. It is a fun fact. It's a really fun fact. But you want <laughs> even more fun fact? What's that? There's just a little bit time left to order your RTC winter snowflake line before we rip it from the store. And it may never come back again. We may have a different design. So you, this is like this limited, is limited edition. edition, man. We may have a throwback in a few years from now. Maybe. But this might be the last time to get it. Long sleeve hoodie or sweatshirt. Or you can get the RTC big logo, RTC little logo, or the, uh, what is it? You can get the laugh, li- uh, live, uh, laugh and drink coffee. Live life, laugh often, drink coffee. coffee. Yeah. I like that one. That's my personal favorite. You can get leggings. You can get tote bags. You can get... Gators. Uh, face masks. Face masks. That's it. Short sleeve, long sleeve, woman cut, dude cut. All the things in the merch store, people. Everything. RealtalkChristianPodcast.com. Hit that store icon up there in the top, and it'll get you to where you need to go. And at the website, you can find all of our other social media handles, email, phone number, all that sort of fun things. But, hey, guys, we love you. Thank you again for listening. But until next time, take it easy.